Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Lincoln Live today is a conversation with Lynn Johnson, the director of Lincoln's Parks and Recreation Department, and Pat Leach, the director of Lincoln's City Libraries. Lynn and Pat, good morning. Good morning, Dale. Good morning. Let's talk about an exciting project that's underway, the new Air Park Recreation Center, the Williams Branch Library Project. And before we look ahead, let's look back, the history of these two facilities. Yeah, I can start off a little bit, Dale. Um, I, I think, as people know, that the Air Park area was formerly an Air Force base, and some of the housing that's out there was part of that, that Air Force base. Kind of the early history of recreation programming in that area is that there was a recreation center located in one of the duplexes in the Arnold Heights neighborhood. And um, I can't tell exactly how many years that facility was in that building, but in 1979, um, we started a relationship with the Lincoln uh, Airport Authority to lease on an annual basis the old um, Air Force Recreation Center that was built in 1954. And so we, we've operated a recreation center in that 60 plus year old building for now um, almost, I guess, more than 40 years at this point. Um, it's a great old building. I would tell you that it's starting to show its age and starting to fail. I think one of the great things about that building is the gymnasium. It, it's a beautiful open bowstring truss uh, gymnasium that is is representative of, of that kind of 1950s construction, but I think the thing we've always struggled with a bit is that it's on the west side, uh, pardon me, the east side of Northwest 48th Street, and so it's kind of physically isolated from uh, the residential areas that are predominantly on the west side of Northwest 48th Street. So for many years, we've been in conversations with Lincoln Public Schools about the opportunity to locate a recreation center near the, the, the new Arnold Elementary School. <laughs> Newer anyway, it's not new anymore, but um, at the time that, that the new Arnold Elementary School was built, we had conversations about the opportunity to place a, gym, a, a recreation center either directly attached or, or near the elementary school. I've heard of recreation centers and schools, but let's bring Pat into the conversation. Never heard of a recreation center library combo, Pat. Well, you know there are cities across the country who have made similar combinations to great effect, and we're pretty excited about this partnership. Sort of similar to parks, libraries had services in the neighborhood out of an old duplex, a former duplex, for several years and it was just southwest of the former Arnold Elementary School on Knight Street, on West Knight Street. And when the new-ish Arnold Elementary School opened, I believe in 2009 or so, the library was moved to a room within the school, and the schools have been great partners with us. Uh, what we believe, though, is in moving over to the new rec center, uh, it gives us an opportunity to be part of a community campus that will draw people in both for the what the rec center offers and what for the and what the library offers 
it's a neighborhood that we're happy to serve in this way, and so we're excited to be thinking what's the potential for this new partnership. Given our long histories in the neighborhood, this feels like both parks and libraries are kind of coming full circle. You both realize that we're showing our age. We're using the term library. Isn't media center more <laughs> more accurate these days, Pat? Well, you know, Dale, that is such a good question. Schools are going back to using the word library really? now. So talk about full circle. Uh, you can now refer again to your school library and school librarian in many cases. Uh, what we hope to accomplish with this new partnership is uh, we probably aren't able to add a lot of hours, but we should have a lot more flexibility in what hours were open. And so as we think about our partnership with the schools in this neighborhood, uh, we certainly continue to want to support everything they're doing to prepare children for school and then be part of the whole lifelong learning. And we think being part of the rec center is a great partnership in terms of uh, lifelong interest, both in learning and in fitness. Let's get into the reasoning for combining things, a rec center, a library, a YMCA, a school, those sorts of things. Not only is it cost savings because you don't build two standalones, you blend them together, but I'm guessing, and Lynn and Pat jump in, whichever feels comfortable, uh, in, in, in the use of, I'm guessing that research shows that when a library is melded with some other facility, that usership justifies that blending of the two. Yeah, absolutely, Dale. Yeah, we certainly you get in I, I think an increase in use, for example, you know, we might have people who would bring their children to the recreation center to participate in some programming and then go to the library or vice versa as a matter of fact. And when we've co located facilities in the past, typically there's some kind of there's some shared use of spaces. And so um, in this instance, a lot of times library would have meeting rooms and classrooms and that kind of thing, and we will have those spaces in the recreation center that both programs can utilize. Exactly, and I think what we have seen in uh, the other partnerships we've had throughout town is that especially families love a one-stop shop. So if they can bring their children to maybe have a class at the rec center and then also stop by the library for some kind of programming or just to pick up some great reading, those kinds of combination trips are really popular. People love that. And I think in terms of our staffs working together, it also gives us a great opportunity to know what each other will be doing and to be able to promote, cross-promote the things that are offered on both sides of the building. Pat, does a template for a new standalone library look the same as an architectural template would for this project, for example? That's such a good question, Dale. In many ways, they are very similar. Um, however, in this case, we're giving a lot of thought to the question of uh, the library will have its own entrance directly onto the parking lot area, but also an, an entrance into the rec center. So how do we design that entrance so that it's easy for people to find and so that the traffic runs smoothly? And then also just in terms of how both the rec center and the library run in terms of security. How well can our staff see those entrances? How well are we able to monitor movement in and out of the building? So I would say we have a particular interest in what the exit and entrance. Uh, between between the two facilities will be so that we're planning that really well. It's a small thing, but I think it's important to talk about kind of the back of the house stuff, that obviously there are offices and support spaces and workspaces that 
support both facilities, and we think we'll be able to combine those into an area and share some workspaces. So there's some efficiencies of not building that kind of space into, into two standalone facilities, really sharing those kind of spaces in a single facility. Restrooms may be the same kind of thing as well. And I think uh, being able to share parking lot and that sort of thing also gives us some efficiency. So kind of thinking through how do the shared, how do we maximize those shared spaces? All right, logistics, uh, construction, uh, opening dates, construction time periods, those sorts of things, opening of the facility. Yeah, we're looking at, in fact, we're, we're moving into the design development stage and development of, of construction documents. We anticipate the building will be under construction probably starting this fall. And we think it's about maybe 15 months worth of construction. And so um, the building should be finished sometime during the, the winter or early spring of 2023. And a community survey. Tell us what that's about, Lynn. That Anytime about. we do a new public facility, we want to engage the community in getting their ideas and thoughts how they'd like to utilize the facility. And it's interesting doing those, those things during the COVID pandemic because getting people together in person as groups, which is what we would normally do, isn't the right thing to do right now. So a lot of this will be kind of virtual and electronic. Um, we've kind of laid out a series of, of three opportunities for the community to engage in this process. The first of those is a community survey um, that is available now. And, um, and there's an electronic copy that it isn't posted on our website now, but it will be later today, asking people the kinds of activities that they'd like to engage in, both at the recreation center and the library, and then a little bit of information about their family to try to understand who would be using the facility. And then we're planning a couple of kind of virtual online type events where people can look at the space planning of both the indoor and the outdoor spaces at the center. And then the final step in that process will be kind of a, a virtual walkthrough of the entire facility. So people will get a chance to see what it's going to look like and then comment and make suggestions. And um, we think these processes are going to be, or these meetings, these virtual meetings are going to be about a month or six weeks apart. So we're hoping to be through that process really by sometime in May, probably. Pat, take me into the future. I get into conversations with Lincoln Fire and Rescue, Lincoln Police Department, where they should set up headquarters, fire stations, talk to Steve Joel at the schools, where schools need to be built in, in future population centers. How about for libraries? Uh, if you could just dream and snap your fingers, are we about adequate for the population or are we underserved? At this point, Dale, we are concentrating on solving the riddle of the new downtown library and planning a new central library on the Pershing Auditorium site. But certainly we are looking at property uh, that will help to serve Lincoln's new areas. Uh, right now there's a placeholder for a library near the Moore Middle School, near 84th and Yankee Hill Road. And then, frankly, we're looking kind of toward the east and maybe a little bit north as Stevens Creek is developed toward the east part of town. Uh, so if I had a magic wand, I would say let's get two new branches built in those neighborhoods pretty soon so that we're continuing to serve both the edges and the center of the city. And Lynn, in the time left, uh, I'd have to go back probably at least a couple of decades, back when I had some athletic ability, uh, and played basketball inside that old rec center, and I can almost smell the age when I walked in. What's going to happen to that old domed facility? 
You know, Dale, the, the Housing Authority owns that building. We, we, we have a use agreement with the, pardon me, the Airport Authority, the Lincoln Airport Authority, and the provision in that agreement is that at the time that we discontinue use, that we're responsible for taking it down. So sadly, that, that old gym is going to be demolished at the end of this process. Take plenty of photographs. Take absolutely, pictures. absolutely. I said domed. It's actually an arch. What term, what architectural term did you use, Lynn? It's got, they call them bowstring trusses. That's it's it. an open truss system. Yeah. Like you said, it, it looks kind of like an arched roof system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't help my shooting percentage, though, while I was in there. Didn't seem to matter. At all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of, the, one of the, the activities that we have in that space is indoor kickball. And if you've ever played indoor kickball, the, the walls are in play, the roof is in play, and those bowstring trusses significantly affect the, the play in that space because the balls just rattle between those trusses in that mm-hmm. building. It's like pinball. You're never quite sure where the ball is going to drop down. Oh, memories a lot of people have uh, having a good time inside. Well, this has been fun, Pat and Lynn. Thank you very, very much. What's the website, uh, Lynn, where people can interact and find out more about uh, this? Thanks, Dale. Yeah, people go to the city website at lincoln.ne.gov, and in the search box that they just type Air Park, it will take people to the project page with information about both the Recreation Center and and the Williams French Library Project. Excellent. Pat, thank you very much. Have a good morning. You're welcome. Thank you. Lynn, always good talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dale. It's always a pleasure. Pat Leach, the director of Lincoln's City Libraries. Lynn Johnson, director of City Parks and Rec, joining me on Lincoln Live.